Hi Crazy Exes and welcome to episode 10 of what I'm calling season 2 of the Crazy Ex Club, the podcast all about healing and rebuilding yourself following on from a breakup. Um, This episode I spoke to the awesome Sabrina T. Wallace or as she is also known as Simply Brie. Um, she's a business owner, a blogger, a host, a podcaster, and then enthusiast, lover, and leader. And let me tell you guys, she lives up to absolutely every one of those superlatives. So I just had the most riotous time talking to Sabrina. The second that we were messaging each other about her coming on to talk on the show, I just got this most amazing energy from her. I just knew she knew what the show was about and she knew the kind of um, stories that I was kind of looking for. And uh, the thing what I kind of like instantly kind of fell in love with her. I think I've got a bit of a girl crush on her because <laughs> instantly she was just like, there's nothing off the table. I'm all about honesty and I'm here to share. So I'm not going to sort of leave things out. So there's nothing off the table for me. And I was like, we're going to get on, Sabrina. We're going to get on. And we did. And um, yeah, it was uh, interesting for me. Um, I can't do basic maths. So the way I kind of worked out time differences Men, I was talking to her 5pm her time but it was 10pm my time and I was like you know you're kind of winding down for the day at 10pm I certainly am but her energy when she sort of came on and we had our little pre-chat before I hit record she lifted me straight up there and like we said just absolutely joyous conversation was had I am issuing a little trigger warning for this episode. There's um, a couple of things um, talked about from both of our experiences that some people might find a bit upsetting to hear. So just making you aware of that. But thanks, Sabrina, from the bottom of my heart for just how um, candid that you felt you were able to be and how truly honest you were about the things that, um, that you shared from your story from that breakup experience that you were talking about. And yeah just thanks once again it was such a pleasure to meet you i hope that our our paths um cross again and we get to work together in another way and that all is going well with your own shows and um and the work that you're doing is absolutely amazing you're very inspiring so there we go i've just fangirled for sabrina towards the end maybe we should head in and we'll go to the chat that i was able to have with her and i'll see the other side so i'll see you in a bit crazy exes ta-da Hey, hey, crazy exes. So another show, another interview and so excited because today I have got business owner, blogger, host and fellow podcaster, Sabrina T. Wallace, also known as Simply Brie. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, I am awesome. Wait, I just caught you as like crazy exes. I'm like, wait, I'm crazy too. I am awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. This is super exciting. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for coming and joining me. So this is the podcast that's all about sharing stories when we've healed and we've rebuilt ourselves following on from a breakup. And as most people know, I don't really do like a big run up to this. I'm like, like I like to say, I don't really give anybody like a cuddle before we sort of get into this. I'm like, you know why you're here. Like, what what story would you like like to tell me? Station, you know why we are here, right? Yeah. Just go ahead and admit to us what happened. <laughs> oh man, crazy stories. Oh my gosh, I got one doozy. I, I'm gonna save that one for last. Um, so I was married for two and a half years, and we were together for four and a half years. And uh, I was to my son's father. My son is now 14. At the time, I was like 19, and that was like my first relationship ever like and so this is gonna sound crazy to say but I didn't know what relationships were supposed to look like Mm -hmm. outside of tv so it was like oh nobody told me about manipulation nobody Mm -hmm. told me about possessiveness I'm thinking oh all of this is oh he just he just really loves me oh you know the guilt trips and it was, um, it was definitely an experience for me. And thankfully, what I got out of the whole thing was the experience of learning lessons and my son. Um, now that I am an adult, I will tell you, I absolutely love marriage. I haven't married since, but I love marriage. I love everything there is for teamwork. 
I hate being single, but at the same time, I'm okay being single. I'm not trying to rush into anything. And um, yeah, my my ex-husband was 12 years older than me. Right. So I was 19. He was already in his 30s. So now I'm looking like, oh, you nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shame on you. I was just a young lad. Like, hmm. So, but, um, and I honestly feel like, and it, the interesting thing is, you know, a lot of women, um, especially minority women grow up in single parent households. Well, I actually had both parents, so I can't say I had daddy issues. I have no excuse. Um, my father did pass when I was uh, a young teenager. So now it's just like thinking back on it. It's like, if my father was alive, during that phase of my life where I got into that relationship, I would have never gotten into that relationship. He would not, he would not have gone for it, period. Um, so, but it was, it was a learning lesson. It made me value togetherness more. And being single now, it makes me not want to jump into a relationship just to say that I have a relationship. It makes me pay attention to who I date and what it is that they're looking for. Um, you know, I have to have boundaries. I have to have deal breakers and I have to stick to it if I want to actually genuinely be happy. So, yeah, I so say one of the biggest tests, I think it's really it's quite simple to think about a boundary, but putting it in place when you need to, that is like passing the exam, isn't it? It really is. And sticking to it, like for me, okay, so I know I want more children. My son is 14 and I'm 38. And just like, okay, the clock is ticking, but it's not tick, 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 ticking. Um, so when I meet men, and some people can say, oh, you're crazy. When I meet men during the first conversation, do you want to have children? Mm -hmm. Or if they have children, do you want more children? How involved in your children's lives are you if you have multiple children and they're not in your household? And if they say, oh, you know, I really don't, I don't know if I want children or not. Mm -mm. Nope, mm -hmm. you don't want children, keep them moving. Nope. Because what I've come to realize is a lot of the times we as women, we'll sit here and we'll be like, oh, he just doesn't know right now. Just going to give him some time and he'll figure it out or, or I can convince him. No, no. If he says, oh, I don't know. If someone wants to have children, they're going to know if they want to have children. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree that I was definitely in that camp of like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll, I'll be the one that, because you see there's those stories where they meet the one and they yeah. change their mind. And you're like, no. Exactly. <laughs> like five years later. Uh, <laughs> so are we going to have to, and that's what happens. They say, I told you I didn't want children. Or I kind of hinted to you that I didn't want children when we first started talking. And five years have gone by and you think that you're going to change his mind or he's going to change his mind. And now you have this time where it's just, where does he, where do you go now? Because you want children. He doesn't want children mm -hmm. or he wants children. You don't want to have children. Nobody wants to change their mind when it comes to something like family. So I pay attention to the warnings. Um, I actually had a guy tell me that I was selfish for wanting to have more children. Wow. Yeah, I was like, wait, 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 wait. You have two. So why didn't you stop at one? You're the selfish one. So yeah, um, just paying attention to the signs. That's very, very important. Yeah. yeah, and listen to your gut. I ignored my gut <laughs> too many times. And it was like, no, really. You know, that red flag, red flag, red flag. And you kind of go, but there's those other qualities and it'll all be, and it's like, no, listen yeah. to it. They're, yeah. all, they're always there at the start. Exactly. Your gut's sitting back like, here we go again. We're about to run another <laughs> red light. Y'all, you ready? Wee! <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's the gut. Like sometimes you have a feeling and it's like, I don't know why I have this feeling, but something's not right. Or I need to look into this person a little bit more. And once you do, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's a murderer. That's why. <laughs> like, you know, and, and sometimes we wait until we're too far into the situation. 
um, to actually now get out because mm-hmm. the emotions are involved. So I tell you, boy, emotions are something else. Oh, yeah. And that kind of emotional link with somebody. And I know with my marriage, I, I hung and clung on to it for so much longer than I should have because I was like, wait, this isn't, we don't get up there and make those vows to, to, yeah. and to me, it was like giving up and it was failure. But actually, sometimes you just got to call it. Yeah. And it's so difficult, but that freedom that you feel once you kind of get acceptance yeah. and now it's just been the right decision for everybody. So yeah, emotion, keeping you in situations, it's such yeah. a such a strong kind of bond that you can have with that. Yeah, I tell you, um, when it comes to emotions, so when I was married, um, there was a lot of infidelity um, where my ex-husband was in another relationship with another woman, as well as a relationship with me. And when I first found out, the thing that I questioned was, what is it that I'm doing or not doing that's causing him to step out? Mm-hmm. And, and, and can I fix it? So I tried to do everything. And then I, I thought about it and I was like, you know what? It's not me. Yeah. It's him. And, and accepting that right there that you're not always to blame and and you know you have to strike up the courage and the strength to be able to leave um you know towards the end of my marriage it was just like I don't even know why we're together like I'm not happy you're not happy and now we have a child in the mix and I don't care what anybody says babies babies sense energy mm-hmm. galore Like, I remember um, going through it with my ex-husband, and I'm sitting home at night with my son, holding my son. He was probably a month old, holding him and and just crying, knowing that also I have to go back to work in a couple of days, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to leave him. And I swear, I wish I could make this story up, but I couldn't. I'm crying, and I'm holding him, looking at it, crying, and he reached his little hand up and did like that, and I was like, (laughs) like babies know they really they really know and um that's important when you're in toxic situations Mm -hmm. I'll tell you my crazy story was so my ex-husband was so convinced that I was cheating because he was cheating that one night um he came home and I was watching American Pie and we know American Pie has some crazy sex scenes in there. Um, well, I didn't know, but my ex-husband had placed a sound recorder behind the sofa so that he could catch me. And I'm, you know, I'm in the house and I'm washing dishes and I had the baby in the living room on the bed because it was hot. I'm from Connecticut originally and it was mm-hmm. super hot during the summertime. So we moved the mattress into the living room where the AC was at. So the baby is on the bed and I'm washing dishes and he comes in, he goes out. <sighs> cool. Um, it was like probably, I remember the next day was a Saturday and I had an, a hair appointment to get my hair done at this Dominican shop for the first time. And he woke me up like five o'clock in the morning who are you in here effing? Who are you in here effing? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he plays the sound recorder. And I'm like, um, that's not me. I'm not doing it. I have a freaking newborn right here. Like, I don't think, first of all, that's not my character. Second of all, I have morals and respect. Third of all, there's a baby right here. Fourth of all, you have a key to the place. And and also you go, and also I've never been to band camp. (laughs) (laughs) I don't I don't remember any of this. Like what? So he literally had me, and I've never told the story to anybody. So this is very, very like intense and and since and not sensitive, but just like I've never to me it's like a form of embarrassment, but it's like whatever. Um he had me put my leg up onto a chair and I had a nightgown on and I took off my underwear and he stuck his fingers inside of me to see if there was any type of sperm or something and while he's doing it I'm like you know we're over right you know this right you know it's a done deal right and there was nothing 
because I didn't do anything. So then he was like, oh, you probably washed up. And I was just like, did he just, did he just do this? And so I packed up the baby and thankfully my hair appointment was like seven o'clock in the morning. So I took the baby with me and I drove to the hair salon and um, they were open. So they were able to let me come in and I'm sitting there and the baby is asleep inside his car seat. And the town was small, so I'm not surprised that he found me, but he pulled up and he came in. Well, before he came inside, he was texting me and calling me and blowing my phone up. And I chose not to answer it. So then finally I answered, I was like, what do you want? And he was like, where are you? Where are you? Where's my son? Like he cared. And I didn't tell him where I was at. So I hung up the phone. He found out where I was at and he showed up to the hair salon and he walked in. And when I say that's like a ghost, like I seen Mm -hmm. the ghost just like, and he walked in and I was on the phone with my mom telling her what was going on. And he said to me, yeah, all that you talking, I got somebody in the car to whoop your A. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what crap was I talking? Mm -hmm. Like, and he smacks the phone out my hand. The phone flies, breaks in half. And I said to the women in the shop, and my ex-husband is Puerto Rican. I said to them, call the police. And one of the women said to me, you have a phone, you call them. So um, I put my phone back together. And by this time he had went outside and I called the police, the police showed up and his whole thing was, oh, I just came to see my son. My son was hungry. He was crying. The baby was asleep with a bottle in his mouth. And um, I decided not to press charges or anything, but it was just like all of the signs showing me that this is a toxic relationship. You need to Mm -hmm. get out, get out, get out. I had not paid attention to it originally. So as time was going, it was just like more confirmation, like, yeah. And like I said, when I literally stood there with my leg on the chair and he had his fingers in me, I was like, oh, this is what I feel. So, you know, there's a lot of women who, who won't leave. There's a lot of women who will, for the sake of the child, try to make it work or because they don't want to be shamed because their marriage didn't work by family and friends or they're too embarrassed they stay and they, sometimes their outcomes aren't the same mm-hmm. you know, sometimes they're not here to tell what happened to them um and by me knowing that I feel like that was the reason why I left I don't think that he would have ever done anything to me but I didn't want to find out yeah so yeah, you have to you have to pay attention to your gut galore. Yeah, completely. And um, one thing that really resonated with me, so not my not my marriage, but um, a relationship I had when I was at university, really toxic guy. And again, never really did anything physically violent, but crossed lines a little bit. And I was just I I remember the only time I ever realized that there was something a bit off with that was I met a friend um for a drink and it was you know like when you get together with a girlfriend and you just basically you moan about your boyfriend they moan about yeah. theirs and you feel yeah. a lot better afterwards yeah. and she was talking about an argument she'd had and I'd had an argument with this guy and I jokingly went oh yeah it got really out of hand and he put his hands on my throat and she went oh and I just saw it in her, and because and, I was just like, because this is just normal. This, you know, people lose their tempers, and I probably was asking for it or something like that. And like I said, it wasn't any physical violence that, but it was still abusive. And yeah. it's just that weird. But I needed to see the shock on someone else's face. Go, oh, I, oh like this isn't normal. normal. Yeah, yeah. That I, even in that type of situation, like our our fights never got physical. Uh, it was emotional it Mm. was verbal like and I will admit there were times where I threatened to to take my life because the manipulation the mind control was so strong that I felt like I couldn't be here without him like I just need to have you Uh, and I'm so glad that I didn't follow through with it Um, 
but you know when you have your friends who know you and they've known you prior to even relationships and they can see a difference in your behavior like my girlfriends I stopped hanging out with them I stopped wearing clothes that actually fit me and I would wear clothes that are bigger because he didn't like for men to look at me and he didn't want me to get the attention even though that's how he got me um you know I I just became antisocial mm-hmm. and so when I would go out with my girls the the mind was just so gone that I would feel guilty about going out with my girls even though I knew that I would have fun being out of the house um so they used to say to me like dude when are you gonna hang out with us like he got you under like a lock and key you can't go anywhere and I remember the one time that I did go to my cousin's birthday party and it was at like a Chuck E. Cheese I got into an argument with my ex-husband before I even went and he was basically driving around in the parking lot at Chuck E. Cheese because he didn't believe it. that's where I was at so it's just like we put ourselves through so much stress and unnecessary trauma by staying yeah and 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 by not talking about it yeah I always liking it as well when I sort of try and support other people particularly if they're in a toxic relationship that they need to get out of it's it's like an addiction and it yeah. can be just as hard to break yourself out of that cycle as it could be to have an addiction to, to any kind of substance as well. You can be addicted to a person mm-hmm. and it's really hard to break. Then that's when we talk about go no contact and things yeah. like that. And that's really difficult. Yeah, man, I tell you, like that whole process of weaning yourself away from that person. Like I remember I was in college and it was this boy named Barry. I don't remember his last name. If I did, I'd probably Google him and find him on Facebook or something. (laughs) But um, it was this guy named Barry. He was a junior. I was a freshman. And we dated for a couple of months um, when I was in Miami. And I remember our song used to be Usher, You Got It Bad. And boy, when when I stopped talking to him, I would boo-hoo cry every time Mm. I heard that song. (laughs) I hate that song to this day. Like, so anytime you get into a relationship with someone, do not, do not <laughs> find a song and make it the both of y'all song because you will hate that song. But just the emotional connection to it is just amazing. Um, we we can tie ourselves to some really bad situations. I had another situation where I dated this guy, not going too much into that one, but I dated him and he was very toxic to the point where we would argue and he would fake his death. Like he would act like he has overdosed and I would call my best friend like, how does he get rid of all the pills in his system? How did you make him throw up? Or he would act like he hung himself. Um, He would go out and intentionally get into fights um, and get stabbed and stuff. It was just really, really Mm. toxic. But that's like... That's that's sort of preying on a completely different side. So that's seeing you as a nurturer and you're like, yeah, and that and they know that that's how to, to pull you back in. Yeah, and it was bad. So it's like with that, I just had to pray to God, like just just take him out of my life to the point where I wouldn't even notice. Mm-hmm. And and it happened, and then I just stopped thinking about him. Uh, I started going out with my girlfriends, and I wasn't even interested in dating guys for a while. Like I was just like my son and my just hanging out with my girls and that's it and for me I think that it kind of formed um a defense mechanism where now I don't want to get close like I don't really want to get too close to someone um I know that I have separation anxiety uh so any guy that I have ever really cared for like genuinely loved like my ex-husband my stepfather my father they all something took them away from me mm. for some odd reason. So now when I meet a guy, what would happen would, would be like, if I don't hear from him for a certain period of time, I get worried, like something's wrong. Are you okay? Or if I don't see him, then it's like, okay, are you no longer interested in me? Like, what did I do? It's, it's always, what did I do yeah. um, to cause them not to want to be around me? And I had to go to counseling for that. And I had to learn, you know, it it took years. It took a lot of years to get through that. And now I'm okay. Like, I don't need to talk to you every day. 
Like, if I talk to you every day, <sighs> I, I don't need to be around you every day. If I'm around you every day, it's just like, I feel drained. Um, so it's almost like the, the, the polar opposite. Yeah. yeah. And yes, people um, who've listened to previous, I'm a massive advocate of counseling and therapy. I think everybody should have some, regardless of breakup status, but particularly for helping you get through breakup and those previous relationships does so, so much for you. So I'm very happy to hear you've had a, a therapy journey of your own. Yeah, it's, it's really awesome um, going to therapy. I'll tell you, boy, it's some work though. Mm. Oh, it's always waterworks. I am, I am literally, my mom used to call me a bucket of tears because I cry for everything. And even now, like I will cry watching a Disney movie. But um, when you go to therapy, it's like I cry, but I cry because of the, the, the process of acknowledging what has happened and why it happened and, and that it exists. Um, and it's like almost like a sigh of relief at the same time, like getting it out of my system and not holding it in and acting like nothing happened. Um, so therapy is very important. Like that's how you look. Your therapist can be your BFF. They can be your diary. Um, uh oh, my Mike. Yeah, but um, your your therapist is just like that person that you can just tell any and everything to, and not feel like they're judging you. Like they genuinely want to help you. I don't understand why people don't go to therapy more frequently now. And um, one thing that I did mention on another podcast that I was on when we, we were talking about redesigning marriage. And I said, I, if, if we had the opportunity to create one bylaw when it came to marriage, I would make it a requirement that everybody goes to counseling before you get married. That way, whatever you went through in your past, you're not carrying that into this marriage and you're not loading that onto your partner. And now they have to carry that load in carry their load and carry y'all's load together that's just too much mm. it should be a requirement yeah yeah completely the, the first guest um, for this season he said something very serious he said so look you're not here to fix people he says because that's no fun having to sort of fix you you're there to support each other but you're it's not your role to sort okay. of fix somebody and I like I really agree with that um so one thing you get to do you get to kind of think to yourself if you could go back and you could um, see yourself from that moment and you can whisper a little bit of advice in her ear what would what would you tell yourself from back then it's just infatuation uh -huh. that's all it is it's infatuation um keep growing keep growing um I grew up a tomboy. I grew up very skinny. I got picked on for having big lips and big eyes. And um, I never felt like I was beautiful. I got picked on for being black. And that's even by family members. Uh, go figure. <laughs> but um, so it was like so many things that were out there that was tearing me down. And then on top of that, I felt like I couldn't express myself because nobody cared. So I would just bottle stuff up and keep it to myself. So when I met my ex-husband, I felt like, oh, he cares about me. He wants to listen to me. And that's how I fell into the whole toxic relationship. But if I could go back and understand that that is possibly not the case with him and that it could be a form of manipulation um, just to get what he wants or, you know, he sees someone that he wants to make up for lost time because he was incarcerated for 12 years. Mm -hmm. So make up for lost time with, um, then I feel like I would be on a different path because I was going to go into the air force. I, yeah. I signed up for basic training. I was waiting to be shipped off and I was so determined to go to basic training that I said, Hey, can you expedite like my basic, like whatever date, because they didn't have a date for me. I said, can you put me at the top of the list? And he was like, sure. Mm -hmm. And then I got into that relationship. And then it was like, I don't want to go anymore. And I got out of it before I got to be shipped off. So I would have traveled more and I would have, um, I probably would have been doing something different. I don't know. Um, but just knowing what I know now and having my blessing, my son, 
um, I would have just taken the flirt, the flirts and the compliments as what it is and continue to be focused on school and, and my career at that point. So just, yeah, don't take someone's you're beautiful to heart. You mm-hmm. know? Just know that you're beautiful. and you also get to choose a song I have a playlist and it's called you've got this and so you get to add a song to that and it can be anything so people have had a range of that literally that superpower yes I've got this when I listen to this song or it could sum up that time for you or anything really what would you like to add music soul child love Yes, I, I love that. I love that song because it is true. A lot of people use love in vain. You don't know. A lot of people don't know what love is. Uh, I didn't know what love was for quite some time. And a lot of people feel like love is something that you're, you're, you're supposed to find in someone else. But what about the love that you have for yourself? Self-love. If you can't love yourself first, how can you recognize that somebody else loves you? And how can you open yourself up to somebody else loving you? You don't know what it feels like. You don't know what it is. Um, and so I, I, that would be my definitely go-to song, Love by Music Soul Child. Plus it makes me wish that I could sing even though I can't. So. Oh. <laughs> I think it's not my thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I can really relate to that. I desperately want to be a singer, but it's just not oh. happening. <laughs> yeah, like I, maybe if you, we can get hypnotized. Yeah, <laughs> get hypnotized and become a singer in our heads, and everybody else may not like it, but that's okay. That's fine. I might know a guy. I might know a guy that I can hook us up with. So. <laughs> That, that, people. yeah that, that would be awesome let, let me know when you get hit i'm gonna let you go go first you okay and <laughs> we'll then, do it before and, and after yes exactly and then he'll want a testimony if it works so yeah yeah awesome right i've made a note i'll be in touch <laughs> <laughs> um, so as um um as we sort of sort of progress along you now get the bit this is the bit all about the you now so what's your work projects because we kind of we like linked um on a podcast group on Facebook you kind of put a post out there and I was like we definitely need to talk because the kind of stuff you're doing feels very aligned and in the same kind of spirit of the stuff that I do on this podcast so I am so excited to hear tell us all about your your work and your projects Yes, so I am the CEO of, and I got to say it the way that I say it on the show, or my guys are going to get me when they see this. (laughs) He said, what? (laughs) I'm so Um, happy that's how you said it, because that's how I I read it in my head, and I'm so happy it's that. (laughs) Yes, so he said, what radio network? And it started off with one show. Um, The show is called He Said What? And that is a platform for men to come on and basically have a conversation with me on topics that women are interested in knowing when it comes to guys. And we're gonna ask questions that women wanna know from the male's perspective. So, hey, why are guys afraid to commit? Or why can't a guy tell a woman when he wants to date more than one woman? Or um, why are men so emotionally detached when it comes to certain parts of relationships? Um, and the men have to come on the rules. You have to be 100% transparent, raw, rugged, and honest. There is no bro code. And I tell behind the scenes, no bro code. Who do you want to be in a relationship with? A woman or your bros? Pick a side. And um, it's an hour show. Every guy that has came on the show loves it and wants to come back. And the part that I like the most about it and the part that the men like is that I just sit back and I just ask questions. Mm-hmm. I don't tell them, oh, you're wrong. Or yeah, that's right. Because it's not about me. It's about their perspective. It's about how they feel so that we as women can get a better understanding on how they think and what ticks and what talks. And now we can actually be on the same page or on a better level together in understanding one another. So um, that's he said what. 
I also now have she said what, and it's the same concept, but it's a woman. And uh, it's hosted by a male. His name is Alan Newman Jr. And that is also an hour show. And I will say it's a little bit more trickier than the male show because women, the women come up. I don't know if it's this whole persona of we have to be right all the time or there's nothing wrong with us. Like it's Mm -hmm. hard for them to admit being wrong. And I will say that accountability has been one of the things that men have said across the board, women have a problem with. It's holding themselves accountable. So with that one, um, granted, uh, the host is not supposed to be like, oh, you're wrong or anything like that. But his job is to pull the truth out of them. And Mm -hmm. usually when he rewords his questions and is a little bit more aggressive with the questions, then you get the truth. Um, so, but it's the same concept and for men. So men understand, Hey, your boys can't tell you how women think and how women feel because they're not women. So listen to a woman tell you so you can, Oh, and I'll tell you what the show he said, what has helped me like a thousand times better understand men and communicate with guys and not jump to conclusions and not get in my feelings because I feel like, well, he's not saying this because he just wants to play hard to get when in actuality, men are very basic, borderline stupid. Like if perfect example, I'll say to my son, Hey, what do you want to have for dinner? And he'll say, I mean, it doesn't matter, whatever. And I'm like, well, do you want spaghetti? Do you want lasagna to him? I just want food, just Mm -hmm. food. So it just helps us understand um, just how each of us communicate because we definitely don't communicate on the same level. Um, I also have a adult show up there called Fetish Finesse and our host Nisi, she basically is very transparent, very open with sex and adult topics and teaching people how to get comfortable with their sexuality, regardless of their preference, how to communicate with your partner to tell them, I don't like this. I don't like that. I want to try this. Let, I'm open to this and that instead of feeling like you're going to be shunned. So she helps you get out of your shell and get a little bit more open um, mind-wise to different ways of being pleased and pleasing your partner. And one thing that she's a big advocate for is one-on-one, like certain things should not be done with the person that you're not in a relationship with, an exclusive relationship with. We're practicing safe sex because nowadays people are making TikTok videos talking about meet on meet. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Are you serious? Um, We also have a cooking show. And the cooking show streams live on YouTube. Um, yeah, on YouTube. And that's called Red Plate Cuisine with Miss P. And it's about 10, 15 minute videos showing you different types of meals to prepare. So you had the seafood platter, we had fried chicken. And listen, I know how to make fried chicken. But the way that she made the fried chicken, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, wait, she got the little thermostat that you put in the pot because the grease got to be 350 or 425. And I'm like, wait, you actually measure the temperature of the grease? It just like hot. I put a little bit of flour in it. it. If it bubble up, okay, it's time. So she teaches you a lot of different techniques when it comes to cooking and she makes it fun. And it's just, she, she explores different avenues with seasonings and sauces that you would have never thought about. I have a show on Sundays called Let's Connect with Peace Connection. Well, let's Connect with Peace Intuition. And she's a spiritual guide. And that show, out of all shows, that show right there is so entertaining because people will call in and they will ask the craziest questions. Like one girl called in and she said, Yeah, um, so I've been trying to be a vegan for a the past couple of months and for some reason it just doesn't work can you tell me why um i can't be a vegan (laughs) (laughs) what 
And she's like, clearly your body is telling you that it needs protein in the form of meat. Like, I'm not a doctor though. You need to speak with your doctor. People ask the craziest questions and they will call back and act like they've never called. And this is the first time. And she is so on, pi- on point with her readings that I remember one person called in three times, three, every week they called in and she said, did you call? Is this your first time? And she's like, yeah, I don't think I ever called. And the lady would ask the same question and she would give her the same exact answer. And the way that I know that it's real is because my host doesn't even realize that you have spoken to this person before. I only know because I write down all the phone numbers. So it's just like, okay, lady, you're asking the same question. You're getting the same answer. At some point, you got to realize this is real. And maybe you listen to the, the guidance. Um, so that's a lot of our shows, seven different shows, almost a show every day of the week. And it's fun. My team is amazing. I got about 10, 11 people on the team. The team is amazing. Everybody brings their personality, um, you know, their, their passion. When I tell you, Emma, to have several people who have the same drive and the same passion as you do in the determination where I don't feel like I'm forcing someone to do something, they want to do it on their own because nobody's getting paid. They want to do it on their own. And the, sh- the network has been together now almost a year. It's like, I couldn't ask for anything else. So that's what um, he said, what Radio Network is about. I just, just, just started trying to brand Simply Bree, myself, who I, who I am. Um, and so I started my YouTube page. I restarted my YouTube page. And um, I talk about dating in Atlanta. Um, the way that I look at dating in Atlanta is you're not just dating people, you're dating the city because when you move into a new location, you have to find what you like, what you don't like, what you enjoy doing, what makes you happy, period, around Atlanta. So not only am I dating the city, but I'm also trying to get to know people at the same time. And it's not even always, you know, romantic relationships. It's business relationships. It's being able to go out there and say, hey, this is what I have going on. Are you interested in partnering up? How can I help you? And and this is how you can help me. It's got to be a two-way street. So it all forms around a big ball of communication. I am big on communication because I lacked communication Mm -hmm. growing up. And I see how important it is. I see how being able to communicate with anybody, regardless of how you know them or how you met them, like you and I, by us communicating, when when your audience watches this and when my audience watches this, they're going to see that, hey, um, it doesn't matter where I'm at, what Mm -hmm. I am going through, somebody else is going through the exact same thing. So how can we help each other help the world? So yeah, that's, um, that's everything. No, that's not everything, but that's a majority <laughs> of, I mean, I, I'm in school. I work full time. I'm on a writing team. I have a son. Um, I also, I do a lot of the editing and the producing and the engineering behind the scenes as well with all of the shows. And then I'm also trying to now, like I said, brand myself. So I'm trying to do more interviews and be in front of the camera instead of behind the camera. So Emma, I need a drink. (laughs) I could just start to round this up a little bit, but you are such an inspiration and I've absolutely loved talking to you um, tonight. It's been absolutely brilliant. So thank you for coming on. And I just do one last thing at the end. I now formally welcome you into the Cruise X Club. You're in. You're in, baby. Yes, I am officially a crazy ex. I'm going to put that on my Facebook, and, and, and they better not like it either. If they like it, then what are you trying to say? Yeah. Do you have a crazy ex Facebook group? 
I do I do so um, an extra bit of this is so I do I do the podcast to get stories out there but there is a private Facebook group so if anyone is listening and they're going through these things and they feel a bit lost they come in it's completely private safe space and there's like there's old hacks like me that have been like they're about two years down the road we're like oh they're on us (laughs) and then there's other people newer into it and things like that so yeah there, there is totally a group come oh, on in come on I, in. i'm gonna come in there with my crazy hat on <laughs> and i'm gonna say listen i am the new crazy on the block thank you guys for welcoming me i'm so excited i can't wait I, i'm looking so forward to it that's awesome right so um thank you again so much um we shall put all those details all those amazing things that you're doing they will all go in like the show notes and the descriptions and things like that but hopefully this is not the last i see of you oh, because <laughs> oh listen we are crazy bffs now i'm sorry we, listen for those of you who you didn't see the behind the scenes um portion of this show my son came in here and i was explaining to emma let me tell you, first of all, because I was upset at Emma because Emma did not take my side. So I said, I had my son come to her. I said, show her your chin and, and tell her how many chin hairs you have. My son is 14. And he said, four plus. And I said, Emma, does, does, does the little peach fuzz count as hair? She said, oh, 100%, yes. Emma, whose side are you on? <laughs> he was like, see, I told you, I heard her. So now you got him in the thing. He a grown man. So yeah. Oh, no, just the you. face. His, he, his eyes were so full of hope. <laughs> just cause, just cause. <laughs> I was waiting for you to shoot him down. Like, no, he really doesn't. And you're like, oh, 100%. He was like, oh, told you. Okay. <laughs> but, well. In all seriousness, I want to say thank you so much for having me on. I feel like this is very beautiful of you to do, um, create a platform for other crazy people like myself to come in and not feel crazy and just feel like I'm sitting on that red sofa in the therapist's office or the psychologist's office and I'm just pouring my heart out. And afterwards, you feel like a thousand percent better. So I look forward to definitely talking more with you, having you on my platform and you expressing your crazy side uh, and everybody else is going to be able to resonate with you because we're all crazy. Um, (laughs) I I feel like you are definitely going places and you have my support. I look forward to doing business with you, promoting anything that you need from me. Just let me know. Awesome. Sabrina, thanks again so much. You're welcome. Hi guys, how is that? I just loved that conversation so much. It, the main reason I wanted to start a podcast was to talk to people exactly like Sabrina. So I thank her from, from the bottom of my heart. Um, Sabrina's got so many projects, it's really hard to sort of um, to get them all into this. So they're definitely all in my episode notes um, about this episode, um, about where you can find it and what she's doing. Um, as we got sort of confirmation, the thing I'm most excited to sort of be checking out is her own show called He Said What? And you were allowed to say it like that. And that's how you're supposed to say it, which I was, that was just one of the most amazing moments. Because I was really hoping, you know, when you read something and you're like, oh, I really hope you say it like that. And then uh, when she described it, that was awesome. Um, so I shall put all of those um, in the episode notes for you guys so a little bit of news from me the this is um this is the kind of last episode of season two i'm gonna have a little break because i'm doing some really exciting things so i might just be creating a website guys um crazyxclub.com and what that is that's just another place that you can get information you can get information about the podcast you can get information about previous guests that have been on um, and then you've got some more links that you can get to them and sort of see the stuff that they're up to um, I've also got details about ways you can work with me as a coach so I've got a coaching program that we can do group coaching or you can do some one-to-one coaching with me and um, there's also going to be um, an amazing page just dedicated to really useful links that you can access access to places like relate mind um therapy kind of resources that you can access so lots of stuff that we talk about throughout the episodes can have a lovely little page about 
um, really useful websites and links that you could go um, and check out. So website, crazyexclub.com, go check it out. If you want to be on the show, I would now use the website to contact me to let me know about that. And also if you want to work with me from a coaching perspective, if you're going through some stuff and you just want a bit of help, get in touch. Let's see how we can work together. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned, I'm going on a little podcasting break to sort of make sure that that website is given the sort of best sort of start to life that it can have. Um, I'm also going to be doing some re-promotion um, around the podcast itself. So there's going to be a little bit more. I'm going to try and get this podcast out into the world and these 10 amazing guests that I've spoken to just getting those episodes out there and just lifting the profile a bit you guys can help with that if you see me sharing things could you share away could you like um could you just interact and things like that that would be absolutely awesome you're an amazing fan base and I'm so appreciative to you all just need a little favor from you and that's just that um go say kind things leave a review or something like that if you so wish um five stars obviously um, so but there is going to be a little break from episodes i'm toying with the idea of bringing in somebody to do a kind of q a session with me if you had questions that you'd want to ask me again use either the facebook page or use the website to get in touch for something you would like to ask me i will answer that question um for you and we might do a little one-off sort of in between this kind of break from recording that i'm doing and when i come back i reckon i'll be coming back um around september time so keep subscribed keep um keep a watch on like your spotify anything like that for when i come back um pretty much the same keeping the interview um format breakup stories but we might we might do something a bit different as well um i'm playing with lots of different ideas um and yeah and that's it apart from to sort of say thanks so much to every single guest that has come on i've gone through such a journey with this podcast and making it an interview podcast is the best decision i ever made i've absolutely loved every conversation that was had for this and i really really appreciate people have had to give up their time a lot of people had to give up their evenings because i have to juggle things around childcare in order to make this happen i've appreciated every single one of you doing that and you've also had to have a bit of faith you've had to have a bit of faith in this teeny tiny podcast that i'm determined to make a success but you put your faith in it and you put your faith in using your time up to come and talk to me and you've all been so honest and just wonderful and each of you has imparted like a different sort of um piece of wisdom or thing that you've done and i just know that that's had a real positive impact on the people listening so thanks guys from the bottom of my heart thanks anybody that's listening and is sort of um keeping up to date with what i'm doing this outro is way too long so who knows who's hung around um for this long i feel like i should say like a magic word i'm gonna say labyrinth <laughs> and then like if you listen this this far in and you caught that that's the magic word so like put put that magic word um on the facebook page or something like that and everyone will be like what what's going on let's 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 cause some um some intrigue <laughs> around the last episode so magic word is labyrinth <laughs> there we go i've amused myself towards the end uh yeah i'll be back in a few months guys but thanks thanks so much for listening and i'll i'll be back soon bye bye